Hi, and welcome to More Than Friends, a podcast about the lives of women who love other women. I'm Diane, your host, and we'll be kicking off season two with an exclusive interview with Maria Azzopardi, the newly appointed president of ARC, one of the foremost LGBTQ NGOs, also known as Allied Rainbow Communities. Fun fact, ARC is actually the principal organizer of Malta Pride, and as you can imagine, this year, the ARC team is also working on Europride. In this episode, Maria and I talk about her trajectory from local volunteer to ARC president, the pros and cons of living in the most gay-friendly country in the world, and the long-awaited Europride program. Without further ado, let's get started. Hello, Maria. What a pleasure to have you here. Thank you for coming. Hello, Diane. Maria is the first female president of ARC, Allied Rainbow Communities. How did that happen? Well, <laughs> I mean, I've been volunteering with ARC for a number of years. So I followed ARC and then I gathered the courage to get in touch with ARC. And then I had a little bit more courage to start volunteering with ARC. And I've been doing that since, I think, about 2019 or 18. So I started volunteering in the background, mainly with Pride events in reality. And I used to attend a few events here and there, but I used to volunteer mainly during Pride, because obviously ARC is the organizer of Malta Pride. And then, yes, last year during Malta Pride, I volunteered in a number of events, and then I started working as a volunteer on Europe Pride specifically which was in last, I think, October. And then on, in March, there were the pretty much elections for the executive committee mm-hmm. of ARC, which I nominated myself for, and I got elected on the committee, specifically working on Europe Pride, because obviously I was already working on Europe Pride. And then our president, Clayton, had to resign because of his personal things. And there was another election for another president within the, the committee. And... Pretty much, I got elected as the president of ARC, being the female first female president, as you said. So Amazing. Were you the first woman to put yourself forward for the presidency? I believe so. I mean, in terms of an executive committee, I think there was always... There is a, there is a mix of, mm-hmm. of uh, um, people on the committee, but there were always, I think, more males than females, on, in general, obviously. Mm-hmm. I mean, Clayton had been president for four years, um, getting re-elected and he was doing a brilliant job brilliant, brilliant guy. very very big shoes to fill I must <laughs> say but I think I don't know I felt I can do it with my background in a number sure. of, of things operations HR event management project management I've done a little bit of everything in reality so I felt you know now is the time to do it yes so, and you have the character for it yeah I think with yes. these things not just for leadership roles but particularly in organization and commu- and community work, you need to have a really strong, willful character because you're going to find so many doors closing in your face, whether you deserve it or not, and you just need to keep knocking. Yes, and you have to be very diplomatic as well. So, <laughs> <laughs> But yes, I think it was the time for me personally to, to, to take the, the step. I was already obviously quite involved, as I said, with Europe Pride, and I was that obviously seeking quite a bit of work. But... I mean, I felt it was a bit of a now mm-hmm. or never kind of situation. Mm-hmm. And I felt that I could give the, something back to the organization as well. Of, mm-hmm. I didn't just do it because it's, you know, let's just do it. I felt that now I am in a position where I can dedicate an X amount of time on a voluntary basis, obviously, mm-hmm. to, the, to, the, to the organization. Whereas I don't know if in a year's time I would still be able mm-hmm. to do that when the 
elections come again for mm-hmm. president. So I felt it was you know the right time, and here we are. So can you fill in our audience about what ARC is and what it does, how it came about? Because I think we, you know, we're all familiar with certain NGOs and, and, and we know the names, but it would be really interesting to hear it from your perspective. So yes, there are a number of NGOs in the community and obviously we're all working towards the same goal in reality, mm-hmm. which is to improve the situation of the LGBTIQ community in Malta. And we're getting there, but pretty much ARC was born after the the 2014 laws passed and the idea was that it became the main organizer of uh, Malta Pride which used to be organized by MGRM before and uh, also of other community events basically the idea is to offer event spaces call whatever you want where the community can actually get together, meet each other, have a safe space where they mm-hmm. know that, you know, they fit in and it's for them rather than just a generic event that they attend. So the idea is to bring the community together as much as possible. By all means, we are also involved in other discussions with other NGOs as well in terms of policy, but it is not our main mm-hmm. go-to, I would say. So. Realistically, ARC was created to bring these events to the community and bring the community together, mm-hmm. so to speak. And you said that it's kind of like one of your core goals is to improve the situation for the LGBTIQ community. Some people would argue that there is nothing to improve. What would you I say would to say that? I say they are very wrong. Okay. So in terms of laws and regulations, we've achieved quite a bit. There's obviously always something else to achieve, but I mean, we're ranking for the eighth year as the top country in the ILGA index. So in terms of rules and laws and so on, we're there. But I feel very much that there is a very long way to go in terms of education and awareness for the LGBTIQ community to be truly part of the Maltese society. It's better. I cannot say that it's the same as it was a few years ago. Mm -hmm. So we are more inclusive, we are more welcoming as as a society, but there are still a lot of incidents that we come across Mm -hmm. where the community is still feeling unsafe in their immediate community, in their immediate society. I mean, it's a matter of opening an article on any news portal which is related to the LGBTIQ community and just look at the comment section. Mm. We've been called Satanists, we've been called pedophiles, we've been called whatever you want us to be called. My personal favorite, gay Ajni. Yes, that's, that's, <laughs> but we owned that and we yes. took it forward at least. But yes, and the only way to improve that part now is not by laws, not by regulations, because those are already there, they're set Mm -hmm. in place mostly, but it's by being present in the community, being present in society at large, teaching, uh, I mean, raising awareness, education, and it needs to start at all levels, Uh you know? I mean, I appreciate that some people have grown up in a certain environment, in a certain society with certain ideas and ideologies, I appreciate that and I respect that, but that doesn't mean that nothing changes and that doesn't mean that you can exclude anyone. In truth, I think Malta Malta is very small. The the general community is small. 
you can be raised on the same street as someone and have a, com- a completely different upbringing. But in reality, we were all raised quite similarly. I mean, obviously not identically, but very similar. So yes, there is that element of if John can get over it, then so can Jane. And, and it is improving, mind you. I mean, I, I, I take it from, let's take my own family. So before I came out, I think I was the first person to come out in the family, and I'm so far not aware of anyone else who is gay in the family. Reach out if you see this, <laughs> and you are, because I have no idea who you are. But pretty much before I came out, I the, the comments that used to be passed within the family in general, and we are the type of extended family constantly in one place, mm-hmm. so, so to speak, because my grandfather used to live with us. So aunts, uncles, cousins, you name it, they were all in, at my mom's and dad's. There was a certain, you know, type of speech, mm. let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. But the minute I came out, I, could, I, was, I was super scared of, to come out to my parents, specifically because of this, because I thought that they would not, you know, accept me for who I am. Because of the jokes and, you know, they're mostly jokes, but they're not really jokes kind of thing. Yes. yes. But then again, when I came out, I saw a complete change in my parents. My, it took them some time until they got used to certain things. But nowadays, I mean, four years down the line, not even four years down the line, I don't hear any of these jokes anymore. Mm. So I think it's also a matter of fear of the unknown sort of thing. So mm-hmm. if you've never possibly been close or in contact or really known properly someone who is part of the LGBTIQ community, you still fear them. So the easiest way to deal with that is to ridicule or yes. to, you know, pass these jokes or to not care. But then when it's like someone, you know, then it's like, oh, oh wait a second, you know, yeah. these people are human beings. They're not aliens, you know. Yes. And I, and I think it's a question of kind of putting on the sensitivity switch, which yeah. some people may be, I think people who are still stuck in their ways would call wokeness or whatever. But in reality, it's just a case of saying whatever you may feel is a weakness about yourself can be ridiculed by anyone. Um, and it's not nice. So whether it's because your hair is falling out because of the size of your feet, because you're gay and you having a, t- a tough time with it. Like, it's just, like, people can bully anyone. Yep, on anything in reality. I mean, it's, it's the case with all minority groups. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm speaking about LGBTIQ people because yes, I've yes, been yes. it. But it's about, it, it's with anything that's out of the norm, whatever the norm is. I mean, I can question what, because my normal is not your normal or anyone else's normal. So I think it's just a matter of, you know, being aware that there are I mean, we've always been here. It's not like we at some point fell out of a shooting star and suddenly, woohoo, gay. You know, I mean, we've always been here. Oh, no, but it's the fashion now, eh? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but we've always been here. It's just that people need the time to, I wouldn't say accepted because I don't feel that I need to be accepted. I feel that I belong in the community. I am part of the community. I am part of society. I don't need to be accepted. Mm-hmm. I just need to be able to live my life as I want to. Without fear. Without uh-huh. fear. And that's very important because, mm-hmm. yes, 2023, and there are still people who fear coming out. Mm-hmm. And that's crazy. In my mind, that's crazy, you know? Like, we are so advanced in so many things to a point where you have 
an AI writing your essays, yet mm-hmm. I fear being who I am. I mean, I in general. Mm-hmm. Other LGBTIQ person fears showing their true self, fears coming out, fears feel doing what they want to do in terms of living their own truth sort of mm-hmm. thing. To me, that's, that's mind-blowing. And this is precisely why I am working within the community. Because realistically speaking, I've had it easy, in inverted commas, because nobody does. Not even, a, again, in inverted commas, normal teenager has it easy. Mm-hmm. Let alone when you're gay and you're trying to figure out where you belong or, or, or who you are and you, have, you don't have necessarily enough access to enough data like we, did, we mm-hmm. do nowadays, I mean 15 mm-hmm. years ago. I researched an encyclopedia using CDs. <laughs> I mean, we had internet, but it's not today's Google, and we no, were not no, as used sure. to looking stuff up as today. You don't even pick up a phone. They just, yes, you yes. know, hey, Google, whatever, whatever, <laughs> you know. Uh-huh. We did not have access to such information, so it was even tougher back then because I had no idea what a lesbian is. I mean, everyone knew what gay or pufta is, But a lesbian, the hell, you know? I had never heard it in my life until I actually realized, oh, wait, maybe this is what I am. But it took some time to get that information because the encyclopedias did not have lesbian in them. And yes, that's so important. I think it's something that sometimes it's easy to take for granted because everything is so accessible, whether it's um, gay history or ordering food online, you know? Everything's super accessible, so you don't really think about it. But just up to a few years ago, you know, and even what what you would be researching, case in point, that if the encyclopedia decided that, if there were, I don't know, let's let's be really generalist and say, you know, it was just a group of white straight men, yeah. then the encyclopedia was written according to what they believed to be true. Exactly. Which is a limited experience and doesn't extend to everybody else on the planet. Exactly. And... I mean, we had it tough in that way because we did not have enough access to information. Today, they have a lot of access to information, but they also have a lot of access to hate speech Mm. online. So, yes, they can identify possibly quicker what they are or where they wish to, you know, put themselves. But then there's also the hate speech part, which is... Mm rather tough I mean when the first time I came out to my friends my biggest worry was oh my god my friends might not speak to me coming out today would would be oh my god my friends might not speak to me and I might get attacked online and then suddenly it's not just my friends but it's everyone else on my Facebook or Instagram or whatever yeah so it's I feel it may also be tougher no matter how more Uh inclusive we are because we are living in the world we are living in and we are living in an online world in reality. So, and to the younger generation, maybe not as much, I mean, I'm 30, so I'm not like grandma, but I still don't feel I am that dependent on Mm -hmm. the online, Mm -hmm. you know, media. Mm -hmm. But the younger generation are, I mean, they've grown up. I have a three-year-old nephew. He knows how to use anything on, on the phone, like he scrolls through YouTube and he knows that he needs to skip the ad, like he knows how to press that button and he's yeah. just three. Uh-huh. So they've been brought up online. Mm-hmm. So for them, it's more important. The feedback yes, online is yes, possibly uh-huh. more important than the feedback yeah. that they would get mm-hmm. face to face from their family or from their friends or whatever. 
and we can be very bitchy online, you know? Like, yes, yes, because there's no filter for some people. Exactly. And that's really interesting how you're saying kind of, and it's very true, how we went from being invisible to now possibly becoming a target. Yep. And, I mean, isn't that why pride is so important? And, and a case in point, that pride, as much as it's meant to be an event for us to celebrate, it can make us a target because it, it gives people... It's Pride Month. Ah, okay, well, that's my, my turn now to bash everyone who's gay because why do they get a special month and I don't? Yeah, I mean, whoever wants to do another parade i will not say what so i don't get bashed <laughs> feel free no one is stopping you you know kind of thing no but more more seriously i mean pride the idea behind pride is not to just oomph and flaunt our gayness far from it mm-hmm. the idea behind pride what pride initially started for is pretty much a protest yeah for rights mm-hmm. you know I did not have a right to get married. I did not have a right to get recognized. I did not have a right to do a lot of things in reality. Mm-hmm. Give blood, whatever it may be. Things that other people took for granted were not possible for gay mm-hmm. people. And that's where pride started. It started as a protest, really and truly. It's my favorite, my favorite phrase. Pride, pride started as a riot. Exactly. So it's not... I mean, nowadays we see it as a big celebration where we're... we're, we're we're happy, we're celebrating, there's love, there's fun, there's whatever. But that started as a riot, literally, to, you know, to, to become equal. Mm-hmm. That, that's all we want, realistically speaking. Now, obviously, throughout the years, we started getting rights, we started getting the laws, we started getting the legislation. But that doesn't mean that pride is no longer needed. Why? Because exactly as we're saying, just because we have the rules, the laws and the legislation, it doesn't mean that... We are suddenly, there was a click and everyone is accepted and everyone is equal and mm-hmm. we don't face any hate speech and we are all in equal. That is far from it. Mm-hmm. So the idea behind Pride nowadays, we might not need to protest to get the rights, but we need to march to keep our rights. Yes. Because look at what's happening abroad. Just like that, the rights we were given can be taken away. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a matter of a signature. And our rights will be taken away. And being a minority, I mean, can you imagine telling the straight white men, you can't get married anymore? No one will do that because you're not a minority. Yeah. But minorities telling a gay person, you can't get married anymore. That can be done. And it's a matter of someone signing a document. That's, that's, that's all it takes. And I think, unfortunately, with what we've been seeing in the news recently, you know, it's it can start as, ah, they, this happened in this one random town in America, but then it got push, pushed up in state legislation. And, uh, and then all of a sudden, all the other states are joining in. And then you say, okay, but that's America. But then you start seeing the UK saying certain things. And you start hearing about things in Italy and in Hungary. And all of these places where we kind of think that we're immune. And we say, Malta, we're small. But in reality, the, it, unfortunately, this kind of misinformation and hate speech is spreading like wildfire. And, and it spreads quicker than other things because they, they hide something else with it, mm-hmm. so to speak. Definitely, You know, definitely. there's something else going horribly wrong, like the economy. 
Yes. And then suddenly to keep people blinded, let's, you know, let's blind people with removing this right for some per- some other person or some other minority. Yes. Let's yes, yes, suddenly yes. remove trans rights because, you know, they're, they're you know, probably within the LGBTIQ community right now, I would say trans people and non-binary people are at the forefront of the hate mm-hmm. part. So suddenly, okay, let me cover the economy. I will remove your trans rights because no one will question me yes, doing yes, whatever yes. else I'm doing in the yes. other part where it's going horribly wrong. Yes. And it's not just, again, for our community or our minority. It happens with every minority, but obviously we are one of them. Mm-hmm. And it spreads and we are not immune. And the island mentality of, it's like we have a boundary wall around Malta and nothing is going to touch us. It's a load of bullshit, to be honest, because, I mean, the idea of having pride here now is to help other countries. I just saw a video. I mean, I knew how bad it was last year for Europe Pride in, last year. Okay. I just saw a video last week of someone who was actually there. Now, I knew it was bad. They marched with machine guns right next to them because the state felt that they were not safe without okay. having f- full-blown armed like soldiers marching next to them because they were scared that they would do something to them. And where was this? Serbia. In Serbia, okay. So it, it, this is crazy. I mean, can you imagine marching with machine guns marching next to you Yeah. simply because you're gay and they might try to, God knows what they will do? Yeah. It's, it's, and we're not immune to this, whether we like to believe it or not. I mean, just last weekend, a terrorist attack was stopped in Austria. They arrested three guys who were planning to attack Pride Parade. Mm. Again, this is Europe. This is not some La La Land far away, which is very far from us. And this is happening in Europe. Mm -hmm. And just because it happens in America, America is not really that far away either. No, and and unfortunately, what I find to be scary is that the rhetoric that they use in the US, which is so heavily religious, now that obviously people have access to the internet wherever they go, it's probably very tempting for for people who are very religious and perhaps can somebody be blinded by their faith and, and their passion for their faith, where they will hear certain rhetoric and they, and they will appreciate it and they will absorb it and they will just be like, yes, you know what, this is true. The, the gays, the trans, the, the this, the that, they are ruining the sanctity of, of our society, of how our children are raised. They are the enemy. Let's attack. Yep. And it takes... It really, truly takes one person to start a wildfire. Mm-hmm. It takes one person to multiply all of that and suddenly you have a huge problem. And again, some people, I mean, I may be comfortable because I was lucky to have had it easier and I am able to sit down here and talk about this with you. But there are a lot of people who are still getting thrown out of their houses mm-hmm. by their parents because they're gay. Mm-hmm. And these people will not stand up and fight against the person who is trying to, you know, shrink put them, them in a yeah. box and shrink mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. So, again, that is another reason why pride is there, because there are people who don't have a voice 
who are scared to have a voice, who are scared to talk, who are scared to say, listen, this is my reality. Mm-hmm. Because it's not easy to be in their shoes and say, okay, I will speak out. It's not easy because you're already suffering quite a bit and you know that speaking out will probably hit you harder. And part of the fight is also that, you know, we're always taking it upon ourselves. I have to shrink myself. I have to come out. I have to do all of these things to make everybody as comfortable so that maybe I can have a shred of happiness. And that's why it's, I, I feel like obviously the community is for us, but allyship is so important where that's how you change things. Where, it's, where the person who has to come out does not have to fear for their life. They might be shy about it. They might feel vulnerable, but not where you think I might get thrown out of the house or um, I might be bullied for this. Yep. And again, that is why we need to educate and make people aware because at the end of the day, for the community to be safe, everyone else around mm-hmm. the minority, the LGBTIQ minority, needs to create a safe space. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly, precisely what you're saying, allies. Mm-hmm. And by allies, I don't mean the fake ones who, you know, wave the flag in June because it's Pride Man and then, excuse my French, fuck all, I don't care. Mm-hmm. You know, true allyship, mm-hmm. true people who support the community. And, and we have a number of them, mind you. I mean... I know quite a number of them, and it's it's on the increase in number. But unfortunately, homophobia is also on the increase. So, you know, it's a very difficult... (sighs) I find it really funny, because this is what I meant earlier, when I kind of said, like, you know, if someone makes fun of you for the way that you look or whatever, like, it's all about kindness. That's all it is. Just don't be a dick. Don't be an asshole. Just, you see something you don't like, keep it to yourself. Exactly. It's really not that hard. There are so many things that I don't like, so many people that I would love to give a piece of my mind to. But I'm like, you know what? It's none of my business. They want to be that way. They can be that way. So, I mean, obviously, unless I see someone harming somebody else, it's literally just like, that's your business. So why can't we just all give each other that, that space? Exactly. I mean, at the end of the day, most of the people who rule social media with hate speech are probably the least affected by the minority, by the community. 100%, yes. Um, And yet they make it their mission to box us in somewhere and make us disappear. I don't know what goes on in these people's minds. I mean, I I, I am surprised by nothing. (laughs) It's very difficult to tell me something and I go, oh. I think it's the ignorance though, case in point, you know, where the, the less you know about something, the more fear can be inspired and and... Exactly. And few people who, you know, ignite the flame yes, under yes. that ignorance. Because it serves them. Pro- yes. <laughs> <laughs> Time to be very careful. <laughs> yes, sorry, I don't want to get you into trouble. So tell me about Europe Pride. So Europe Pride, well, pretty much it's a 10-day festival, if you want to call Amazing. it that. So, the gayest of the gay, 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 gay in what yes, I love it. Yes, it's going to be a gay takeover. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm... Smite. In, in my mind, it's a gay takeover. The gays are taking over. That's Exactly. Like. No, but pretty much it's a 10-day event, if you want to call it that. There's going to be a lot of things happening. 
it's a bit difficult to, 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 to put it all, but I'm gonna try. So there's going to be anything from the entertainment part, which is obviously, you know, it's over 10 days, dude. Like, mm-hmm. we get 10 days in a year. Let us enjoy it. So there's going to be the entertainment part, but there's going, also going to be the education part because mm-hmm. I highly believe that education needs to be there. So there's going to be conferences, there's going to be community discussions where you don't have to actually attend a formal conference to get to know more. Mm-hmm. You can just sit in Valletta, very informal discussions. Anyone can be there, not just the community. Mind you, the whole Europe ride is not just for the community. I mean, it's targeted at the community. Mm-hmm. It's targeted to celebrate mm-hmm. the community. But it's a family-friendly event at the end of the day. Yeah. So anyone can join in mm-hmm. to learn more, to enjoy us, to, to celebrate with us, to just feel the love in reality. I mean, for anyone who hasn't been to a Pride event, the actual Pride parade is just a lot of love. Mm-hmm. Like you, can, you can feel it. It's, it's like, it's amazing. There's going to be something for everyone, I would say. So there's going to be theater and dance and music and concerts and whatever you want to call it. We're going to have a number of foreign guests. We're going to have a lot of Maltese artists, which we're including. Um, can you name a few of them? I can name all of them because the program will be out. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously there's Christina Aguilera. I mean, everyone probably knows about That's that huge, by now. Yeah. So yes, but Christina Aguilera is mainly for the... Not mainly, she's only coming here for the main concert, which is on the 16th. And then we're going to have a number of other artists like Neta and Conchita, The Roop, Katrina and the Waves, tribute artists from the UK. Um, so there's going to be tributes of Cher, Beyonce, uh, Lady Gaga, Rihanna. There's going to be other a specific drag show for the main concert as well it's called queens with balls which is (laughs) oh wow they're they're really good and then obviously there's the maltese artists which we are trying to include as many queer artists as we can and others as well the idea is that we create a space where the community is free to be themselves Mm -hmm. and is safe to be themselves I think with Pride sometimes, one, you mentioned something really important, that it's a family-friendly event. I think sometimes people get the wrong impression. Or to be fair, I think when the event is covered, certain scenes are shown and people would think that that's all there is. So if you see men dressed flamboyantly, to be fair, a lot of the time it's men. I can't, I can't say I've, I've seen that many um, <laughs> women dressed in bidisem. We love them anyway, but agreed. <laughs> <laughs> so I think sometimes people get a, the wrong impression of Pride. And, and it, I was at last year's Pride and I was so impressed by the sheer amount of people that there were. And I could tell, I mean, that you know, some of them were corporate groups, so groups that come with work. And it was a case of, you know, not like... Every single person here is gay, but there's about 10,000 people and we are all here for the same cause. And that was really beautiful. So I think, again, people just don't necessarily know what to expect at Pride. And, and I kind of compare it to like the World Cup. It's like, I don't, I don't like football. But, yeah. you know, the game is on. Everybody wants to watch it. So you're a bit like, okay, Niji. Whereas there's the final. You're like, okay, it's, it's you know, it's, it's this historic event. So let's, yeah. let's engage. So... You don't, obviously, no, you don't need to be gay to, to no. be involved in Pride, to, to be an ally. No, not at all. In reality, as I told you, it's like a street party. Mm-hmm. Let's put it that way. Imagine you have, I mean, for, for people who haven't been there, I just say, 
just go. If you don't like it, you can leave. But mm-hmm. don't label it before you know what actually happens. Mm-hmm. Because as you're saying, there's families present there. There's, you know, kids present there. There's obviously gay people present there. People who are not gay at all. They're just allies. Random people who just happen to be there. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had over 12,000 people last year. There you go. To me, it was like a really massive street party where people were just, you know, marching, having fun, singing, dancing. And it's not walking. new here because yeah. I'm always amazed in summertime when, you know, like the feasts are on. I'm a bit like, yep. this this is not, this, okay, I'm not comparing the feasts to Pride. I was recently, I upset someone because I compared their feast to Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> because pe- if people are queuing up to watch a parade... Yep. How is that? It's just a community event. That's exactly. all it is. It's people congregating for the same reason. Exactly. It's like a mashup of carnival and the feast. Yeah. Best of both worlds. I know. I mean, at the end of the day, it's a lot of color, a lot of love, a lot of happiness, a lot of seeing, you know, people belonging mm-hmm. and people coming out of that experience, possibly thinking... Okay, so I'm not alone. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I can be me. Okay, I can come out. And yeah. I've I've heard these stories that mm-hmm. people actually... I mean, I was one of those who was completely scared shitless to be present when the 2014 laws came into place. I couldn't be in Valletta at the time. I was so scared. I'm like, but if they see me, then they'll, then they'll know I'm gay. I hadn't even started coming out to anyone at the time. I was scared to be there. Mm -hmm. But then, obviously, you start accepting yourself more, get over the internal homophobia, which I feel everyone has. Mm -hmm. Anyone who is within part of the community has internal homophobia. Again, because as you said, we were brought up in a certain way. Mm -hmm. So you you can't really say you don't have it, I would say. I mean, hands on heart, I would say, if not everyone, a lot of... The community yeah, 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 would have yeah. to overcome that. And I think that can be one of the biggest hurdles to overcome. And I think there are, I'm going to say something controversial. I think there are a lot of people out there who have not gotten over it and are living their life in whatever way they want. But probably if they had to explore that side of themselves, maybe they would be living a different life. Yes. And it's also important to know that when I say education and awareness, I'm not talking about people who are not gay only. I'm talking also about people within the community itself mm-hmm, because... Mm-hmm. I mean, I am pretty much at one of the forefronts of fighting for the community, of, you know, doing stuff to actually make sure that things are improving. But I don't know everything either. Mm -hmm. I am also taught things as I go along. I don't know it all. Mm -hmm. For sure not. And nobody does. No, and as as things continue to develop, you know, I say ideology in the sense of that... As things develop, as as we learn more, as as there's more education, more more research done as well, you know things will change. In, in Maltese, I feel like the, the word is "voljuek" because they yes. re, they really do develop. Where before you would say, you know, "gay" means one thing, and now there are a the, the few different words for "gay." Yes. So it, the it, the ideology, so to speak, has expanded. Exactly. I mean, look at the acronyms. We started with LGB and then it's LGBT T, and now it's IQ. There's the A, there's the plus, there's the whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think 
the starting point should be as long as the other person is happy and they're not hurting anyone, and typically they're not, yeah. then why should I be the one to put them down or try to box them or make them disappear? Mm-hmm. I think that's the starting point for anything in reality. And I've had to train myself to do this, mind you. I, I, I am surprised with nothing by choice. It's not something uh-huh, that, uh-huh. you know, is easy to do. Mm-hmm. But I feel that who am I to judge anyone, not even someone who's, let's say, someone who's 30, a lesbian, and has been more or less through what I've been through. I still cannot judge that person because I still haven't lived their life, mm-hmm. even though I may have, may have lived a similar life. So how can I judge anyone else who wants to identify as whoever they want to identify as? Mm-hmm. We judge so many things, by consciously or unconsciously, to be fair, mm-hmm. because I've heard a lot of, uh, I don't think, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not racist or I'm not homophobic, but, but I'm like, it's a big but. Dead but is the problem. Yes, yes, yes. I was giving a lecture recently and I had this guy who was telling me, I'm not homophobic, but, and I'm like, that is where the issue is. If you don't it's think. It's your bias. Uh-huh. And it's your unconscious bias, which is even worse than the bias you are, you know, conscious about. But it, again, it does, t- it takes a lot of work. It, it takes does. a lot of work and you and what I think that maybe we have to go through the work yes in order to accept ourselves we need to learn not to judge ourselves and there's so much that we need to shed so we do a lot of work to get to where we are and then you start applying it to different things where you say okay I have internalized homophobia I also have also some internalized racism and you start applying it across but when you've got that privilege yep which we can have in different ways. It doesn't necessarily need to... But we all have a certain level of privilege. And when you engage in that privilege and you're just kind of like, no, Ma, this is how I think and this is what I think and I'm right. And you're not going to change my mind because I saw this with my own eyes. And it's just like, okay, that's nice what you're talking about. Yes. You're talking about your experience, but your experience is limited. So ask questions. Exactly. And... I feel that, let me speak about myself, if you ask a lot of people, who are you? Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know how to answer that question. Mm. But typically, I would say people who come from the community and are relatively, let's say, out and comfortable would be able to answer that. Or other minorities who are, you know, okay with who mm-hmm. they are, they would be ans- able to answer that question. And, and I've kind of tested this. Okay. I've asked people, like, but I just started a job recently. And the first thing I did with my team was I asked them, who are you? And it's not because people don't know who they are. It's because they haven't put actual thought in who they are. Mm -hmm. But we have to, because we need to figure out who we are. What our values are. Exactly. Yeah. And even just a matter of... Am I gay? Am I bi? Am I a lesbian? What do I call myself? Am I binary? Am I non-binary? Am I pan? Am I demi? Am I mm-hmm. whatever? The list is endless, you mm-hmm. know? And we keep exploring ourselves. A lot of people are just comfortable with whatever they may think they are. Because it all comes down to identity and to your yeah. sense of identity. And uh, yes, 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 yeah. yes. So when you've had it tough to figure out who you are... Mm-hmm then it's a bit easier to be more accepting. 
The only thing I will say is that sometimes I'm self-correcting here more than anything, and I'm, I'm putting it out there because I think it's important to say is that the way we can speak about ourselves because we're talking about our experience and maybe we're talking about you know there being an amount of light on our experience doesn't mean that gay people can do no wrong not at all and it doesn't mean that because we're saying this that gay people have possibly a better some gay people have a better sense of identity because of what they've been through because of the work that they've done that all gay people do it you know i think it happens sometimes where we can maybe idolize yes Something that we Anyone are working towards. Uh-huh. Anyone can do it. Some people are just pushed more to do it. Yes, yes, yes. That's, Regardless that's, of what their experience in life is. I mean, in my opinion, anyone should know who they are. Mm-hmm. But because you're gay, then you need to find out who you are. Then you suddenly have some sort of lovely self-identity. I think everyone should put the work to really figure out who they are. Because again, if you figure out who you are, whether you're gay or not, it doesn't matter then you'll be open to other people more because you know your biases, you know where they stand and you know how to overcome them. So it, it doesn't matter whether you're gay or not. Anyone should, you know, really know who they are and establish their sense of identity. And then it depends on you what you want to do with that because you can also go to the other extreme, which would not be very positive, but, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Just gonna get stuck again. <laughs> so, before we wrap up, is there anything you'd like to highlight, share, something you want to share that you're excited about for Europride or for ARC? I mean, definitely, definitely, definitely. I would recommend anyone from anywhere in the world to come for Europride because it's going to be a good one. It's going to be fun, it's going to be inclusive. I would highly recommend that you're there. My last point to close with is for anyone out there who may be listening, whether gay or not, is to, you know, open our eyes to what's to everyone around us and really, you know, be on point with what we're doing and how we're doing it. And for all the gay people out there who are still afraid to come out, please reach out for help. There's a lot of support out there that you can reach out to whether it's us and we'll point you in the right direction. There's MGRM, there's Drachma, there's HIV Malta, there's Checkpoint Malta. There are a lot of rainbow support services. There's a lot of help out there. Please do feel free to reach out. We are here for you. We are here to support you. You belong. And it's just a matter of finding that and accepting that. Thank you so much, Maria. Thank you, Diane, for giving me the time to be here. Thanks for listening to More Than Friends. Be sure to like, follow and subscribe on your platform of choice to get notified about our next episode. If you or someone you know is struggling with their sexuality, there's help out there. ARC, Richmond Foundation and MGRM offer support services for people of all ages.